Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Evening again, everyone. Last week I asked the question, what's something Christians say that doesn't really make sense to you? And afterwards, somebody who I won't shout out, but it was a really helpful point, came up to me and said, you know what doesn't make sense to me? Carol lyrics sometimes. I thought, that's a really good point. There are a lot of carol lyrics that are a little bit obscure. It hit me this week how often I have sung these carols without ever stopping to think what these words mean. Uh, But I guess that shouldn't be surprising because I think so often in church we come across these phrases. We might even repeat these phrases after a while that sound good but we don't always stop to consider what exactly they mean. And so in this series, we've been looking at some phrases from John, uh, the writer John in his letter, 1 John, some phrases that might sound familiar, but it's actually worth really just slowing down and making sure what they mean. So from the reading that Fiona just read for us, some phrases he just used. He says, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. Then he goes on to tell us to walk in the light. So that's what we're going to look at tonight. We're going to think about what it means that God is light and that we're called to walk in the light. But let me pray as we begin. Lord God, we don't want to be people that just know what to parrot and to use empty phrases with each other and settle for cliches. We want to understand what you have to say to us so that we can be changed by it. And so we pray that you please use tonight to help that to happen more. In Jesus' name, Amen. Another hard question for you. This time, just keep it in your head. You don't need to shout anything out. There's no freddos. Uh, let's say you had only three words with which you could describe God. How would you describe God with only three words? I've had a bit of notice for this question because I've been thinking about it for a few days and I'm still only up to two words. I'm not sure what my third word should be. How would you describe God with only three words? What if you could only use one word? to describe God. I wonder what you'd want to use to describe God if you only had one word. Well, John takes up this challenge uh, in the reading we just had for us. In verse 5, he says, This is the message we have heard from God and now declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. God is light. By that, he's not saying that God is visible electromagnetic radiation. Wikipedia. Uh, He's not saying God is a collection of photons. He's not saying God is light literally. But what light represents for John, that's what God is. Light and dark are these huge themes in John's gospel, in the letters he writes as well. 
And by knowing how he uses light and darkness elsewhere, it can help us understand what he means here when he says God is light. So I've done the homework for you. I'm going to tell you how he uses darkness. John associates darkness with being confused, being lost, being blind, being misled. He associates darkness with lies and evil and danger. But light, for John, light means the the hope of a new dawn, a day spring, if you will. Light means safety. It means the defeat of darkness. That's what God is. He's hope. He's safety. He's the conqueror of darkness. For John, light also means holiness, righteousness, glory. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. But there's even more to light in how John uses it. The ancient Greek philosophers had this idea, variations of this idea about the connection between goodness, truth and beauty. Goodness, truth and beauty. Essentially, if I can boil it all down, the more good something is, then the more true it needs to be. The more true something is, the more beautiful it is. The more beautiful something is, the more good it is. And I bring this up not just to impress you with names like Aristotle, Socrates and Plato, but because I think goodness, truth and beauty, those are ideas that are so much embedded in what John means by light. God is light because God is truth. God is light because God is goodness. God is light because God is beautiful. But if Greek philosophy isn't really your thing, there's a much more concrete way to know what John means when he says that God is light. We just need to look at Jesus. As part of the Festival of Tabernacles in Jerusalem, they would light these giant flaming chandeliers that were apparently so big that at night they would light up the whole city. And it was in this city of Jerusalem and at the end of this festival that Jesus stood up before a crowd and declared, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but have the light of life. He said this because Jesus reveals God's light. He revealed it when he spoke truth against the powerful. When he shared meals with sinners when he healed the hurting and forgave the broken, when he gave hope to the grieving and family to the lonely, a way for the lost, truth for the misled, life for the dead. He revealed light when he chose not the throne but the cross, not power but loss, when he chose us despite the cost. So if you want to know what light is, look at Jesus because he is blazing so brightly. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. After asserting that God is light, John now goes on. He says, If we claim to have fellowship with him, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we don't live in the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Jesus gives life. We looked at that last week. A new life with a new connection, a new relationship, new fellowship with God. It's a free gift to be received by believing in Jesus. And because it's a free gift, sometimes people are under the impression 
that believing in Jesus is just something you might say. You might pray a prayer. You might check the, the Christian box on the census. You might have a Bible verse in your Facebook profile. You might even go to youth group. You might go to a Bible study or church, maybe even regularly. But believing in Jesus is so much more than just a a lightweight nod in his direction. Believing in Jesus means putting our trust in him. It means giving him our allegiance. It means following him from now on. If God is light in whom there is no darkness, but we walk in darkness then our lives haven't been changed by Jesus and we don't belong to him. Followers of Jesus are supposed to walk in the light. We're supposed to obey Jesus' commands, to to love our neighbour, to live as Jesus lived. John is simply saying, if you don't follow Jesus, you aren't a follower of Jesus. He offers us a new life, a new way to live, but if we don't follow that way, if we don't walk on that path, we're kidding ourselves if we claim to have a relationship with God. I remember the the first time I read 1 John back at uni, about a year or so after I became a Christian, and I just came away feeling shattered, just wrecked by what he was saying. Maybe I wasn't a Christian after all. Maybe there was still something in my life that was missing. And maybe as I'm saying this now, or as you're looking at 1 John, you're starting to feel a little shattered yourself. (laughs) Because, I mean, who among us never slips back into darkness sometimes? Who among us is blameless? Who among us can actually ask, what would Jesus do? And then always consistently do it. Fortunately, all those years ago, when I was left feeling shattered by 1 John, a friend got me to go back and notice the next couple of verses. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It's a lie to claim to belong to God while walking in darkness. But it's also a lie to claim that we are sinless. When God calls us to follow Jesus, when he calls us to walk in the light, he doesn't expect perfection. In fact, he expects us to fail sometimes. But when we do fail, he is faithful and just. He is eager and ready to forgive us, to help us, to strengthen us, to guide us, to get us back on our feet and back onto the path so that we can follow after Jesus again. The mark of someone who walks in the light isn't about sinlessness. It's not about being sinless. It's about confessing sin and asking God for help. That's how we walk in the light, by constantly depending on him. Let Jesus light your way. Now, there are a variety of people here, and I I have no idea how you're each individually experiencing this, but I want to address a couple of different groups of people. Perhaps... You are someone who struggles to stay on the path and follow after Jesus. Perhaps you struggle with the guilt with that. You feel like you're never doing enough. You feel condemned by that. First of all, you're in good company. I don't think you're alone in that experience. But second of all, the best way you can express your belief in Jesus 
is by confessing how you fall short and by asking for help. Don't fall into the trap of trying to fix it all yourself. Don't take this message from John that you need to suck it up and do better. The invitation is to come back and lean on Jesus. Let Jesus light your way. Or perhaps this evening you're realizing that if walking in the light means actually following after Jesus and trying to emulate him, then you're not walking in the light. And it's it's just not a priority for you. You're not following after Jesus and you're actually pretty comfortable with where you're at. As much as it grieves me to say, maybe the action point you need to take from this message in 1 John is that you shouldn't be calling yourself a Christian. Maybe it's time to stop saying you follow someone that you don't actually follow. But I I hope instead, I hope you will look at Jesus standing there in the middle of the path, burning so brightly with goodness, truth and beauty. And instead of wanting to turn away and get lost in the darkness, you want to draw closer to him. I hope you'll tire of trying to make your own way in life and let him show you a path actually worth following. I hope that when you hear the call to walk in the light, you just won't hear more Christian jargon, just more Christianese, but instead you'll hear an invitation to let Jesus light your way. Let Jesus light your way. Lord God, it's a lot easier to say we put our trust in Jesus than to actually do it. And so I pray that you would help each of us here tonight to recommit ourselves to him, to lean on him again, to, in the light of his presence, see ourselves clearly and recognize how we fall short and admit that and ask for help. I pray for those here struggling with guilt, always feeling like they're actually in the darkness, that you would remind them again of how eager you are to forgive, how strong is your love, how great is your desire to help them. And I pray that you would help each of us individually and as a church family to come back to Jesus and let him light our way. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Penn Hills 6pm Congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus, to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmatts.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.